Hello and welcome to The Spread. I'm your host, Kaz. And I am Nini. How are you doing, babe? I'm good. How yeah. are you? I'm great. How's your week? My week was really busy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Because you're doing superstar things. I'm doing production things. What those do you are, mean superstar those things? Those are superstar things. The makings of superstars, because that's all I do. Make yeah, superstars. They're still all in that <laughs> big bowl of superstardom. <laughs> it's so much fun. It is so much fun. And then one of the things that I realized, just working with young actors... <gasps> Well, you young, know, young age or young new in the industry? Young new in the industry, young aspiring, young. I'm doing everything I can and I can't find work, but I've been on TV. No actual training, no actual theater experience. Mm. Is it's it just, harder? It's ju- it just ain't working. Really? Yeah, like, I, I, I mean, I need to get a bunch of older actors together and start working with these younger actors. It has to be done. To mentor them. Mentor them, yeah. We were mentored, so I think... Yeah, so but we ha- we came from the from the phoenix of James Falkland. I know, but we then had if, great teachings. If James hadn't taught us, then we wouldn't have the skills that we do today. That's true. And the problem is, there's no one teaching these kids. That's true. So that's just the but thing. But also, realized. I think media. Gosh, look at us just talking just about <laughs> <laughs> acting. But I feel like media has a big role to play. It make you know with with reality shows like the Kardashians, everybody thinks that they could just come out of their bedroom and be a superstar. You oh know yes, what I mean? oh yes. And no one wants to put in the work. No one wants. No one actually. I don't even think a lot of people realize that there's work that goes into becoming a star. Yeah, everybody thinks it's an overnight success. Yeah, and mm-hmm. stars, it's people who don't even want the stardom. They're just great at what they do, and so they gather so much attention. They don't go looking for stardom. Yeah, it happens They're to not, them. Yeah, we're not talking the Lindsay Lohans, exactly. Yeah. We're talking the Johnny Depps. Yeah. You know, stardom mm-hmm. happens to them. It doesn't, yeah. oh my God, look at me. I got a big butt. Yeah. Oh my God, look at me. And speaking of which, <laughs> the Kardashians, look at how they came to be. It was from the Kim Kardashian's sex tape. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. wow, today, <laughs> today. We want to talk about that. I mean, but think about that. Women who make... Uh, who get power out of their pain yeah because i can imagine it was a very painful experience yeah, traumatizing, for her. Yeah. but everything after that has been like uh like thanks guys yeah. thanks for leaking my sex tape <laughs> look at me i'm making so much Ma- money thanks for calling me a slut exactly it's working yeah. it's definitely working <laughs> so today's topic Slut shaming oh yeah let's it's so discuss that. amazing how they just uh I mean, first of all, the thing that I try to figure out with slut shaming is because it is about, um, let's talk about sex. It is about yeah. like, like the practical, I mean, a woman having sex with a lot of men and that becoming public knowledge. Yeah. Who's making it public knowledge? Because, you know, slut shaming is about someone shaming someone else about certain decisions that they have made for their own benefit for their own good for their own happiness yeah but who's talking about the other you know the thing is slut shaming doesn't necessarily come from facts mm. doesn't come from the fact that you slept with more than one person it comes from perception it's like why is that chick wearing a short skirt she must be a slut <laughs> why is that girl smoking a cigarette she must be a slut like yesterday I saw her with Nani and today she's with Nani and it's not that they're sleeping together you don't have that knowledge she must be a slut she must be a slut and slut shaming even though it's a very it seems like a sexist term like something that men would use to degrade women most of the slut shaming is done by other women that's so true we're the ones putting other women down yeah 
Yeah, I mean, um, I was have I had an experience a couple of uh, weeks or days ago. I can't. Well, I can't remember. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I was at a party and this girl approached me to talk trash about her friend and her no. close friend. And she came up to me and um, after conversation and conversation, she's like, "Yeah, but anyway, she's a hoe." I was like, nah, oh, man, oh, wow. you can't call her a hoe. Just because, and the girl who spoke to me, she's married. Um, and the girl she's talking about is single. A single girl can do whatever she wants. Yeah. So now you've come to tell me that she's a hoe. Because of the choices that she's made for her own happiness. Exactly. So is it to make this, did this woman feel happier? It's almost like you want to step on another person to have a better what perception, perception of, of yourself. yourself. Yeah. Because you and actually you can, add no value. No, and you don't do it by yourself like you can sit in your house and think about somebody being a hoe but it doesn't give you joy until you tell somebody else it's almost like trying to get someone in your corner come come let's come, come about let's this go sleep yes you know and it's so sad because i mean for me when i see females generally in pain in any sort of pain whether it's you know whatever kind of abuse or whatever kind of trauma whatever anything that they're going through even from the choices that this woman might make because yeah. she made those choices yes Whenever I see a, a female in pain, it's 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 the it's opposite reaction. It's almost like, come here, let me hold you, yeah. let me make you feel better. And that's what women are supposed to be doing. But then we're going around making ourselves feel better mm-hmm. by stepping on another person. Mm-hmm. And does it actually make you feel better? Mm-hmm. Can I um, give you what the dictionary meaning of slut shaming oh, is? Oh, by all means. Um, it's the act of criticizing a woman for her real or presumed sexual activity <laughs> or for behaving in ways that someone thinks are associated with her real or presumed sexuality. And it is so rarely directed at men. It's always met That's women. That's true. I mean, think about it. I worked on a show with a guy for a year. And on that show, that guy went through, I think, five of the females who were on that show. Mm -hmm. And then there was the female version of him. Mm -hmm. And people matopped her. Yeah. And praised praised him. him. Like, yeah, like high five. Dude. Yeah, he's a Simba. You? Yeah. you know, even the desire. This is the strange mm. thing. Women are busy slut shaming other women mm-hmm. for the choices that they choose to make. And mm-hmm. then when they see the kind of man who's who they're talking about in the same aspect as this woman, they all want this guy. Yeah. You you will want the man who's the player more and, and talk shit about the woman who's done the exact same thing. Why the double standards? You know, it's because it's just the way we're raised. It's that women should be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen cooking for the man. They should not be anything else. They should not be out. They should not be producers. They should not be musicians. They absolutely should not be podcast. Do you know we are probably the biggest sluts in Nairobi? I know. They I should know. not be on but a I've podcast. Been, I've been a slut since I turned 18, yeah, by the yeah, way. Me too. Since I joined the Phoenix me and too. started smoking, I've been a slut. I've been a slut because I joined the Phoenix. Yeah. Because I was on stage, I was a slut. Because yeah. I smoked a cigarette, I was a slut. I've been a slut on so many levels. Uh-huh. Even before I broke my virginity at 19, you know, yeah. eight, or 18 and a half. I was a slut before I was a slut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. And and it's it's like like I said, it's presu- your presumed sexuality. I've been a slut for the longest time. Of course. And of then, course you have, Kaz. <laughs> of course you have. Don't you know Actually, how big a slut you are? <laughs> I was. I remember being called a slut when I was uh, 12 years old, when I was in, in high school. And the word, word got out and my brother had heard about it. I think he was sitting at a bar yeah. uh, with his boys. And I think either somebody was talking about me or somebody came to tell him, hey, be careful. Your sis is being called a hoe in the 
the scenes. And, you know, I used to go out, like, when I was much younger, um, I was given permission by my wonderful mother um, to go out. So I used to hang at such a young age. I remember bumping into you when you were 14, and I'm all of 20-something, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, um, and I, you know, wearing short skirts, and I've always one short skirt Thank you. and I'm never going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the thing is I still always get called a slut. Um and and I uh, and so at, I was saying at 12 years old my brother got you know news and he came home and he confiscated all my clothes and he was like you I literally had no clothes by the time he was taking all of my little clothes. And I remember crying because I was like, how how could he believe this? But the thing is, of course, he was coming from a very protective point of view. Mm. So I understand it now. And there was nothing that he could do. He couldn't stand up and say, she is who she is. Leave her alone. Yeah. It's not like I was yeah. sleeping with anybody. I was yeah. a kid. I wasn't having sex with anybody. But then, um, yeah, for him, it was just like, no. And you know, that's the thing. Because even raising uh, my daughter now, like she's fi- um, 15 years old. So she's got a mature body. And of course, the clothes that are in fashion, uh, the crop tops and the hot pants. Yeah. And, you know, the I, I, <laughs> I've seen this on my mother's face so many times. It's just the idea that I could allow this child to walk out of this house dressed like a slut. But, you know, it's not it's not the slut aspect of it. It's like, how do you communicate this to your child without communicating that she is looking like a slut? Because that's the way that was what um, a lot of the time went wrong with us, yeah. with your brother as well. Mm. It's like, how do you communicate that? the way that this girl is dressing is just calling for the wrong attention. Yes. And that's what you're trying to protect. And he doesn't know how to explain it to you in any other way. I don't know how to explain it to her in any other way apart from, you know, it's it's the perception of what people see. Yeah. Of this girl in those hot pants. It's that perception that's more fearful for a mother. How do you explain slut shaming without slut shaming? Yeah, exactly. Yourself. Yeah. So, which actually brings me to, uh, unfortunately, rape culture in Kenya. If a girl is sexually abused or raped and she goes to the police station to report it, the first question that they ask you is, what were you wearing? Mm. Because if it was a skirt, then that is actually the first thing. And okay, I'm going to talk about my personal experience. I was abused at... 19 years old and I didn't tell like my family members for a really long time and I remember maybe a year or two or three later having a conversation with a close male family member Mm -hmm. and telling them what happened to me and his first question was what were you wearing oh my god someone was reading an article for me about this research that was done on how you train people to to respond to yeah into a rape culture Mm -hmm. you train up kids into a rape culture by putting that idea into their mindset that the way that a woman dresses equals permission to assault Mm. because if if that is the first question that this men are asking you or these people who are your protectors are asking you Mm. then in a in a boy's mind if he heard that question Mm. what were you wearing then to the boy it becomes oh so the chick if she's wearing skimpy clothes then it's okay Okay. Mm. so in in the opposite way you're teaching the boys that it is okay to assault a girl if she's dressed in in i mean skimpily yeah and it's it's, uh, I mean, everything for me, especially about this show, ties in to trying to raise a teenager into a healthy, sexual, um, sexually mature adult without her having to go through the experiences any of us went through. Which is almost impossible. It is almost impossible yeah. because you want her to be free. And that is what slut, slut shaming is about. It's about mm-hmm. a woman possessing the freedom to express herself mm-hmm. and express her choices 
the way she wants to and it's not about the standards that i have set for my life it's like your pal decided to get married to remain faithful if she is faithful to mm. this man and to to start to you know to become the, a homemaker mm-hmm. and her friend decided not to do the, mm. the same things her friend and did to to have a healthy sexual, sexual life exactly and to yeah. protect herself but you know to be responsible for her sexuality and mm. to enjoy it imagine the experiences that these women could share yeah Imagine if they could just sit if this woman stopped bitching about her pal. And they probably do. They're they're like best friends. That's the worst part. Ugh, this is just sad. Yeah. It is. And um, I mean we as a country have gone through that. We marched my dress my choice because women who were wearing skirts, not short skirts, just skirts in town or tight pants or whatever were being raped yeah. and beaten and stripped in the middle of a city. Mm. So I mean what I, it's it's very interesting um to try and figure out where it stems from yeah i know um uh there was a taxi driver the other day i was in a cab and having it was during the time of my dress my choice and i was having a conversation with a taxi driver who who because we are raising uh, or we have raised sex culture boys yeah in our past and continue continue to do so unfortunately more in the rural areas of um kenya men actually think that it's okay there's actually times if you ask a kenyan man when it is okay to rape a woman he has instances yeah when she does this yeah she's my girlfriend why is she refusing to have sex with me oh wow yeah so and and even even just t- talking about marital rape yes yeah it's i don't know if we've gone into rape or we've <laughs> digressed from rape cu- from <laughs> slut shaming no but then it's but it all ties in i think it's it's the mindset it's it's about when you look at someone and you don't respect the choices that they have made you just don't respect them for being i mean there's there's so many times when i've had to remind my guy friends in my life that you know i made this decision as as an adult with a sane mind i'm a smoker because i've chosen to be a smoker mm-hmm. and you look like a whore that's your perception yes to stop judging people based on what you decree is purity and impurity. Yeah. Because all that stems from the, the separation that I'm better you I can make you better I what you do is not right how you're doing what Christian you do. Guilt. Religious guilt. Religious <laughs> guilt. <laughs> That's where it all comes from. Organized religion because at the end of the day the people who go to these um establishments to pray mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even even <laughs> just like because it's religious um they um they are told that this is this is the right way this is the godly way this is what's going to get you to heaven everybody else is going to hell mm. so of course the minute you walk out of that place and the first thing you see is a girl who she, you weren't in church with her and she's wearing a short skirt and she's sitting at the bar having a drink and smoking a cigarette then she must be one of like satan's little helpers <laughs> and she's going straight to hell yeah but that's ridiculous because unless you are the most um you you've been raised in a hibernated state where you haven't related to other people yeah the girl in the bar is the same girl that you were in class with or in school with or in the club with last night last oh yes before you went to church on sunday <laughs> yeah religious guilt religious guilt. i don't know if it's based on that i'd like to know what you think honestly would like to know first of all you know as a chick for real yeah I know that it could be competition it could be jealousy it's not like I I I think I've I've actually ended friendships because of that idea of you talk about me badly behind my back and then 
because it's such a double thing with women the men normally come and they're like hey chick what's up what's up with your chick what's up with your yeah. chick she's bad mouthing you yeah. i want to know why would you slut shame why would you say negative things about another woman and if you're honest with yourself what is it that makes you insecure in that instance yeah. think about a moment if you want to share that with us we are all open yes. to hear your stories yes and tell us about the stuff that you're afraid to talk about out loud we really want to hear that i think i think i could I think I I think as women we've all been through that experience. I know I've probably called somebody a hoe because maybe she got like a a TV deal that I didn't. I was like that little slut. <laughs> you know, we've all we've all been through that like yeah. hating because and very clearly because it's an insecurity or a jealousy that somebody's doing better than you. And just to give an example, our our quote unquote socialites who are making it in the media who oh, are driving big yes. cars living in big houses traveling around the world the perception is that wherever it is that they are there they're slutting yeah that's yeah. all they're doing how is she getting her money yeah i i mean i know that any woman who cannot show evidence evidence but what is evidence like the sweat of a, her brow do the... you want her bank statements <laughs> do you want to see where her checks came from like we can't just praise these women like look this chick yes she's hot She's hot as hell. Yeah. She drives a big car. Oh, yeah. She lives in a beautiful house. I mean, she could just be selling those wigs that she's wearing. And even if she isn't and she is selling what she is selling in between her it's legs, none it's none of your, none of your goddamn, goddamn business. business. But that's the thing. The things that frustrate people are other people's business. Things that piss. I mean, if you want to know when you're in a state of chaos, think about whose business you're in in that moment yeah. you're hardly ever in your business you're always in someone else's That's business true. or you're in god's business yeah <laughs> yeah unfortunately so yeah please write us um just let us know what your thoughts are um the spread kenya at gmail.com and if you want to follow us on all the socials it's the spread podcast we'll be back after the break Places that I won't let nobody else see. I'll let you go inside to the places I wanna hide. I don't want nobody else seeing me naked, but I'll risk it for you. I want you to take it. Cause I know I found something special. So I just wanna lay down my body and just expose myself to you. Oh, baby. So lay down your and body. Welcome back. This is the spread. You are with Kaz and Nini and we are talking about slut shaming. It's a thing that us women are just guilty of doing to other and women. Receiving. And receiving. And not even thinking about um the repercussions. Because uh just to give an example of myself, I know there was a time in my life when I was publicly humiliated oh. because there was um um some some pictures that went around and the it took me so 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 long to recover from that because i went into crazy depression into self destruction yeah. i was the most self destructive in my life at that point and um what people don't realize is that it's more harmful than simply calling somebody a name calling somebody a slut is is it's not that it's a word that'll bounce away as easy as it is to say oh don't think about what people say it's something that you have to sort of 
you know, it's hard to come out of the house and, and people are staring at you and people are obviously talking shit about you, you know. It's a very hard thing to recover from. And I know very many other women who've been through similar experiences who've just gone into, like, proper deep, De- depression. deep depression. Suicide as well. Exactly. And I'm so glad you shared that. Bullying, cyberbullying. It is bullying. I'm mm. so glad you shared that because I remember that experience with you. I remember, I mean, it was it was almost like the things that were written and said, and even if they were just words, you know how people say mm. sticks and stones can break my bones, but mm. words would never harm me or hurt me. All those opinions multiply into hundreds and of thousands of millions of opinions yeah. bubbling out of people's brains when you're just walking around the streets. You become, it almost, what slut shaming does is it puts you into this pit of just these words being thrown consistently and continuously in your face. You can't forget them. You can't just read and go, oh, ah. That's just a sentence about me being slutty and yeah. then you move on with your yeah, life. It replays in your head and it replays in your head. And it even begins to change who you are. It changed who you are. Yeah. I remember that. But then now look at you. You've come out so much stronger. Why? Yeah. I, thank you. I also, you find that in moments like that you have no choice. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I guess we all have our little life-changing cycles. That was definitely one of mine. That was that was a life-changing experience. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah, and, and it still haunts me. You know, it's not like it ever went away. It still yeah. haunts me. Um, going into, I can go into a radio or a TV station for an interview, and they still ask about that. And it was, it happened in two thousand and six. It's ten years ago, and people still want to talk about it. That's the thing. It's so unforgiving to put a person in this position, and then this country is so unforgiving, yeah. or the people are so unforgiving, especially if you're a public figure. Yeah. A friend of mine was dating this girl who um, works in one of these um, media houses. And this media house has had all these issues with their CEOs and managerial um, head, heads of departments getting videos posted of sexual activity between them and the girls. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, even if the guy's face is seen, it's always the girl who gets the shame, the girl who gets the shame, the girl who gets talked about, the girl who gets abused. And so a friend of mine was dating one of those girls and he loves this woman completely. Mm-hmm. And then they broke up for whatever reason that was. And I was sitting with um, one of our friends and she was like, yeah, but that chick, I mean, she's probably gone back to hoeing after she could after she got she couldn't get out of it like she couldn't get out of this cycle of getting her videos posted and i'm like who would ever want mm. to be slut shamed yeah. who would ever want that kind of shame but then to hear it from someone that i consider my friend mm. that's the thing it's like sitting with people who this just comes naturally to women shaming another woman is almost like blah, blah, blah. it just yeah. Yeah. it just spills out and you're like wait a minute we are not about doing that to women yeah. where did that come from how is it that they changed the value of this person? Because of something that you've possibly also done, you just didn't get caught. Thank you. It yeah. just wasn't on video That's somewhere. That's the only difference yeah. between you and, and that chick and anybody else who gets their public thing. You know, like, for example, um, people always say, oh, I would never send my naked pictures to my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we're all just lucky. We sit here, fingers crossed, fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, 
the, first of all, there's nothing wrong. If you want to share your body with your partner, you can go ahead and do so. Yes, they will. There might be repercussions. Yes, but then it can't be like, no. If you do, you're a slut. No, you're not. I'm showing him my body anyway. Yeah, and I love my body exactly. So it is the freedom to express the yeah. love of your body mm. that gets abused. Exactly. The choice comes yep. from a very good place. Mm. The choice to go out even dressed in that miniskirt comes from a very good place. You want to go out looking good. Yeah. And to show your legs, you've been running. I you've mean, got some your ties. Yeah. So it becomes from a good place. Why would anyone in their right mind want to take that goodness away from anyone else? Yeah. And that's what slut shaming is about. Stop judging a woman based on her decision to have sexual freedom. Yeah. To have her body freedom. Yeah. Just stop judging women. Period. Let her do her thing. Preach. <laughs> Preach, sister. This is the church that I adhere to. <laughs> But then there's also so many other ways that women shame other women. It's not just about sleeping around. Mm. We are constantly body shaming. Oh my God, my sister started this flaunted campaign. And if I sit with her and I ask her where this came from, it comes from us. It comes from her family. It comes from being called... Um, dimpled. It comes from us guys exclaiming about the holes in her thighs, about cellulite. Mm-hmm. It comes from that. That is body shaming. And you you uh, disempower women. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that that kind of pain, you don't even know that you're causing it. But if I see how my sister has struggled with her body image issues, this came from a place with of, of no knowledge from me. And from the moment I understood what body shaming was, yeah. you stop. Yeah. You stop because it causes too much grief. So stop. Body shaming. Yeah. I know you've gone through that. You're Absolutely. too fat. You're too thin. And always. And, and I don't know. I feel like it's a very Kenyan thing for people to say hi. And the next comment that comes out of their mouth is, is a comment uh, on your weight. Yes. And you've lost weight. Oh, you're so skinny. And you've added weight. Yeah. It's one of the. It's just like, why can't you say hi and you look good and then keep that comment to yourself? Mm. Like you don't have to. People always say that. Oh, my gosh. And you're so skinny. I have a friend who I just told him one time. I was just like, stop it. Stop making comments about yeah. my body. You're being insensitive. Yeah. I've had that conversation, especially mm. with women. It's like, I mean, you, first of all, you're never perfect. You're and it never comes from perfect. family because you always go for yeah. a family <laughs> gathering and, and your tata says, Hey, <laughs> you're yeah, yeah. so skinny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for those of you who don't understand, that means when you're sick. Yeah. yeah. But then when you sit with a mature women, like when I sit with my cousins and they go, I, I, in fact, I'm so glad you've put on some weight last year. You were just looking like death. Mm. And I'm like, please, you know exactly what I was going through yeah. last year. You don't have to bring it you up. You don't have to bring this up. Yeah. Stop body shaming. Mm. What it does is it puts a spotlight on someone on a part of themselves that they did, were not even, might never have been aware mm. of, have, of having been different. How would my sister have known that her cellulite thighs were different from other thighs? Yeah. I mean, they would have just been her thighs. Yeah. But because it was like, oh, you're fat, oh, you're fat, it became yeah. an issue. Mm. So stop body shaming. And the magazines and, and the models. The, oh, and yeah. The, this is how you should look. And Food shaming as well. What's food shaming? You're eating chips again. Oh, my God. Hey, that's the third time you're eating chips. Ah, 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 ah. ah. No wonder your tumba is like that. Abu, ah, don't even finish that cake. All that is going to go into that tanye of yours, by oh the way. Oh my god! So a person can't even sit and enjoy that greasy samu from Java by themselves, yeah. by themselves with yeah. the oil dripping. You my know? food, my choice. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. Why would anyone say that? And food shaming is such a big thing. Mm. 
especially if you work i mean i work in production and i see it happening even in the office mm-hmm. everyone's always seeing what the other person is eating to say to make a comment especially women mm-hmm. so that if this person has eaten too much fried food mm-hmm. or too much something in one week then it's a comment that then gives her a, a, just a, like a handicap she starts mm-hmm. thinking she's fat she starts thinking that she's ugly or that she's you know and it all it all again to women boils down to what you look like yeah appearance appearance it's because i've eaten chips this person now thinks i'm fat and then now i'm fat how yeah. does that how does that become the truth just from one plate of chips but how does that become your truth i guess it's that same thing listening because yeah. you 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 can't um silence these other people's voices mm. in your head that's such a shame it's such a shame and it's so bullying it's such, such a bullying tactic, te- tactic. Mm. There's hey, 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 hey. this one I have been the I think instigator no victim uh-huh feelings shame how does that go or emotional shame or like you're too emotional you give too mm. much of your heart mm. into a relationship okay. yeah, i, I you know how to, you should know you know you know washara you need to just know how to pima the way you give yourself to a guy mm. you know it's just but that comes from our parents it doesn't only come from our parents it does it's not come started. from our it started we have to say cuz that's how by the time somebody your peer is telling you that it's because that's what she's been told by her mother growing up i know my mother always used to say don't my first of all i was raised by a mother who used to say all men are dogs oh yes all all, all men are dogs all <laughs> men are dogs all men are dogs and then, and then it became her reality yeah. yeah and then um and then also the don't the don't don't give him everything yeah. always my mom and her auntie I don't and my auntie that. don't give him everything just give him you can't have to give him everything, everything. Yeah. but then they never told you if it's just the hand that you should give then yeah like what do you mean like, like what yeah. part should what i part? not give him yeah. yeah don't share everything yeah so and then the, i mean but uh, i don't get it cuz me i'm that chick who just i i dive into the relationship i was told by and my father and i swim father, to the altar <laughs> <laughs> head first head yes, legs kicking yes, in the air yeah, I like them. <laughs> you know by the time you come to you've been stra- trampled on stepped yes, on twisted yes, on exactly but what does that mean what does don't give too much of your too much of your feelings what is it and that's the thing it's like when i got when i went through uh, betrayal and for me betrayal is trauma mm. for real mm-hmm. you're, prob- you're probably are uh, still suffering ptsd yes i am yeah. i mean i remember i mean my sister okay this is another story by the way that's come out of this but because of how broken i was about the end of the relationship mm-hmm. because of betrayal which for me was my deal breaker on so many levels cuz trust <laughs> out the window it was almost like i i was made to feel ashamed of the level of emotion that i was feeling about being betrayed do you understand i was ash- made to feel ashamed like for over, my heart like overreacting thank you I'm over it. Ah, get over it already. Oh, that get over it. Oh my gosh. It's been 5 months. Chick. Do you know what else? Move on already. Yeah. I'm joking. No, but for real. You know, um I I I remember being told to get over my mother's death. Yeah, like I can't get over it. Imagine. Actually, the first time that somebody told me to get over it. Do you remember that after my mom passed, we took a trip to Naivasha? Mm, mm. When we got to Naivasha, the lady that was managing the house, what was that? 2 weeks after my yeah, mom had died. Yeah. She was like, "Ay, padonalia." 2 weeks. Ah. Oh, wow. She's like, "Yeah, get that's, over but it." That's but that's a cultural thing as well. It is, It's yeah. almost like grief should be just, you know, and the Luyas are lucky because they have that whole ceremony where they sing and they dance and yeah, they cry. Yeah. Now, Kikuyus, really? Yeah. 
I mean, even uh, on, at the graveside, you're only allowed a certain amount of wailing and mourning and weeping. In a lot of places, it's like, hey, hey, hold your control. Yeah, go and yeah, hold yeah. your, go and I, hold I your friend. Remember I remember somebody that. somebody telling me to, to shush, shush at mom's funeral. And go and co- control your friend. I remember being told to come and control oh, you. That's hilarious. It's like, okay, so now, eh? <laughs> How do but I she's the mother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, it's insane. And that, that is a cultural thing. It is, huh? I'm trying to, ima- to remember if a man has ever told me to shut my feelings. Like a guy. Like, is it a guy In to... a relationship? No, 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 no. no. Just, just like, a, like a friend. Like advice from... Because I'm hearing these voices all from women, women, by the way. Yeah. Women. Yeah. Women. We're so evil to each other. We really are. We really are. We need to figure out how it is we're going to, we're going to change oh. this. And actually, speaking about that, I just going back to slut shaming. I wanted to give an example of how men and women are treated differently. The if double standard. If a sex tape is leaked, yes, the woman suffers. Yeah, the man walks away like a hero. I know he'll be. I mean, he won't pay for drinks for the next six months yes. at any bar he yeah. goes to. High fiving. High fiving. Yeah. All the jamas. Yeah. Let's Get, not mention names, but yeah. look at our political circle. <laughs> <laughs> and look at that, the, that quote-unquote, whether it was fake or real, there yes. was some pictures that were released of mm-hmm. some members of parliament. And then, how have we, how, look at how the man is such a superhero. Yes. Double As if standards. nothing happened. As if nothing as if happened. And the woman is called a slut. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Like, 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 he should have been there by himself? <laughs> I mean, what? Like, if it, it's okay if it's just the guys. Yeah. But why? Like, people don't leak naked pictures of men. How often does that happen? Ati, we've seen some pictures of Nani. And even if there's a man who's in the picture, it's because there's a woman who's in the picture. Yeah. And it is That's about the, the woman. And exactly, and it more is than about anything, the woman. Always. Why the double standards? <sighs> Guys, please let us know your thoughts. Please send us an email, thespreadkenya.gmail.com. I'm so lost. I'm so confused right now. I think I've just wrapped myself up in the quagmire of shame. I know, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We have a question from one of our listeners. This is going to be interesting because I want to hear yours. Um, So recently I've been asking people what they want to listen to on the show. Um, If you guys have any suggestions, email us, tag us on Twitter, like write us on Facebook, anything. Just let us know uh, what you want to talk about more. So most people have said fetishes. Mm. So we are going to get into that conversation. Oh, nice. Yeah. But for now... um, um, I'm going to call this girl Sarah. Um, and she says, listen to all the episodes. I love, love the show. It's so informative. Would you mind talking about losing virginity at some point? Probably addressing the whole myth about the pain and that one and that one must bleed during the process. Wow. So first, uh, thanks, Sarah, for yeah. your question. Um, but first, I want to ask if you remember... <laughs> Your experience. <laughs> Not that I'm saying it was that so long ago. Dude, it was like 20 something years ago. Let me try. Yeah. Then there's been childbirth after that and many, many other traumatizing, other traumatizing instances. instances to my <laughs> vagina. So let me go back. Let me go back, back, back. I don't remember pain as much as I remember discomfort. Okay. And I and for me, I, I remember it was about the newness of it. It was just everything that was new. Where uh, was it? Um, was it in a bed, is my question. It was on Mombasa Road. Yeah. In a bed? In a bed. Okay. I mean, this had, we talked about it. We really talked about it. We really planned it. We really That's like... That's so sweet. 
like disgusted and then he we finally found a weekend that we were allowed to house it because i was living at home he was living at home to mm-hmm. house it his brother's house and yeah it was so amazing because we listened to keith sweat and keith sweat was a shizzant i'm even getting like really horny right now by the really? way just thinking like, about yeah, it yeah, yeah kudos you guys kudos kudos if you listen to so you show. actually enjoyed it it was not um i mean i enjoyed i enjoyed the the beyond that discomfort mm-hmm. which for me feels like it is the same feeling that i get when the when the doctor puts that thing in your the duck lips. The, yeah I call them duck lips. yeah into your vagina it it's that feeling it's not oh 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 it's more like oh, oh breathe oh, it's the discomfort of it it's like something is forcing something open that shouldn't be open uh-huh. but when that was and it was slow and it was i mean we were both very new at this like it was very nice yeah yeah i bled though yeah yeah i do remember bleeding uh i bled uh i did but i also bled riding a horse when i was a kid yeah which sometimes happens yeah um but when i did break my I, the reason i'm asking if i was asking if it was in a bed because i broke my virginity in the back seat of a car oh wow yeah oh wow <laughs> i know how was that we had gone out i was on top how the hell was that it that was m- not fun i know yeah it was very painful oh my yeah. and then you're too like wide yeah I mean I I I actually don't even know how it's supposed to be done because my first experience was, and I, even like I think maybe I think I slept with him like actually no I don't think I slept with him again that was it um but yeah it was in the back seat of the car and um I just sort of mounted him and sat on top of him and then it was just like pain I don't even think there was any um movement it was just like i think i sat on him and then you know he was also breaking his virginity so we both oh, didn't know what the hell we were doing i didn't we didn't know what the, we were doing the both of us and then he just like came in <laughs> he, as soon as he was inside me he came and then that was the end that but i did end. i remember waking up the next morning and my panties had blood ah uh, yeah. yeah yeah and but, i think but very little it was like spotting yeah. almost like the first 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 days of your period it's like spotting so clearly the thing is <laughs> you know take it slow take it really slow by the way it's like imagine this part of you hasn't been penetrated is she a virgin thinking of having sex or she just wants a myth broken i am not entirely sure she didn't say okay mm. i mean i would say that the both it cannot be a rushed experience it can't be a spread wide open sit on the damn penis that's not going to work yeah that's good that's good would you hurt. suggest like that you lie that you're lying on the on your back and I, he's on top of yes, you yes i would suggest the missionary position okay i would definitely suggest the missionary actually for even anal sex if you're trying it for the yeah, first that's time that's true missionary. missionary position just kind of put don't keeps, be doggy don't be don't be doggy yeah and don't be too wide open that's how come I feel like all the muscles if you feel if you touch the in, your inner thigh mm-hmm. when you spread yourself then it goes like this so it's like this so you yeah if you spread yourself <laughs> everything <laughs> is tight I know right you guys can't yeah. see what we're doing <laughs> so imagine like you do like touch like spread your legs yeah. like open up your legs wide open mm-hmm. and all the muscles in there are tight i believe it does the same thing to your muscles inside and what you're trying to do is keep your muscles mm-hmm. loose Uh-huh. If you make them too tight then that's a tear. Yeah. But if you if your muscles are loose that means your hymen will be loose that means mm-hmm. it won't be a tear as as much as a little a bit of a shoving. Yeah. Um tugging. Uncomfortable. Yeah. And um lube, extra lube. 
Oh, yes. Let's say. Yeah. This is something that we all didn't know, mm. but it really helps because maybe your vagina is not producing enough mucus for, for there to be a smooth entry. So if you're breaking your virginity, actually, I would just slather in as much lube as possible. It just makes entry a lot easier. Yeah. Yes. And breathe. Breathing. Don't hold your breath. Yeah. yeah. Breathe. Yeah. Breathe through the it's process. It's actually the same thing your doctor tells you when he's in... Setting the he, duck she. lips. Yeah. yeah. Breathe. Imagine you've gone to visit your gynecologist. No, don't. <laughs> don't imagine that you're visiting your gynecologist. Do we have any more questions? No, that's it for today. That was such a wonderful show. Yes. Yeah. So short and sweet. I know. Thank you so much. Thank you. For listening. I'm thanking you. I'm thanking oh. like Carol. Yeah, me too. I'm thanking Carol. <laughs> Carol, you know, our top listener. <laughs> Kudos to our girl, Carol. Yeah. We're watching you. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you guys so much. We really do appreciate all of your feedback back all of your likes on facebook and you know you follow us again on everything where the the spread podcast except on twitter where the a and cast is not there so it's the spread podcast and of course you can send us emails on um the spread kenya at gmail.com it's been dope catch you next week bye-bye I wanna hide I don't want nobody else seeing me naked But I'll risk it for you I want you to take it Cause I know I found something special So I just wanna Lay down my body And just expose myself to you